I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. Something I feel really passionate about is obviously the topic of play, um, given I talk about it all the time, but actually about the role, function and importance of play in the lives of adults. And not just parents, but all of us adults, you certainly don't need to be a parent to get something out of this episode, I hope. So please do share this with your non-parent adult friends as well, because I really think that and I think this pandemic has brought this home and certainly into sharp focus for me that we could all benefit from more play and opportunity to play in our lives. The famous child psychoanalyst Donald Winnicott wrote all the way back in 1971 that whatever I say about children playing really applies to adults too. And I want to take this thread up and echo, perhaps amplify this sentiment now for all of us parents or grown-ups. We need to play. And I really, as I'm going to say it again, I have never been more acutely aware of this than in this year-long pandemic. You know, so you're well used to at this stage me talking about how essential play is in the lives of children, but today we're going to spotlight the value of it in our adult lives. Guys, this is play without an intimate agenda. Okay, you know, this is not play that's leading to something else. And that type of play is totally fine, of course. Wonderful, go for it. But I'm talking about being in a playful state of mind and the myriad of psychosocial benefits that you're going to reap from this in your adult lives. Play, when thought of in this way, is an important source of relaxation and indeed mental, physical and emotional stimulation for us adults as well. I think that play teaches a flexibility that allows us to, you know, face up to, deal with challenging things in our lives. Um, you know, being in, in a playful state of mind is a way of saying, you know, I wonder what might happen if I tried this. I wonder if I did it differently. What if I, as soon as we're doing this, we're engaging a playful state of mind because then we don't have to worry or be afraid of the outcome. It's about being in a state of mind that embraces the unexpected, that takes a chance on things. And we need that. We need that so much at the moment in particular. In my first book, you know, uh, 15 Minute Parenting Zero to Seven Years, I spoke about being playful with your partner as a means of connecting, reconnecting, staying connected with each other. And without exception, it is the aspect of my 15-minute parenting model that most people struggle most with. And this is based on your feedback to me. Struggling with it doesn't mean, by the way, that you don't want to do it. Far from it. That's not what I got from all your struggles as you brought them to me. Because as soon as you could come and say, oh my goodness, I found that but really hard. I'm really struggling with that. That bit just feels a bit cringy to me. I don't think I'm able to. It told me that you had at least tried it because you have to have tried it to know that you're struggling with it. But like with anything new, a certain degree of resistance is actually to be expected. If it feels silly, then it is silly. You're right. And it's okay because being silly is an integral and actually highly liberating part of being in a playful state of mind. In fact, being silly and allowing yourself to feel silly is crucial in playful relationships. 
Being able to laugh with and about each other and ourselves is great, so embrace silly. Now, if it feels awkward, then you're also right. It is awkward and you likely need to reflect, tweak and go again to find your zone of optimal arousal with this one, but still do it. Just because something feels a bit uncomfortable, a bit awkward, not quite right, doesn't mean, oh, I can't do this with adults. I can't be playful with my partner. I can't be playful with my parents or whoever else is in my life. I'm just not going to do it again. It just means I haven't found my rhythm or my comfort zone with it yet, but please give it another go. Persevere. Um, I think our understanding of play in our and for our, it's Western society I'm talking about, is actually very limited um, and restrictive understanding of play and the concept of play. We see play as being the ex in the exclusive realm of childhood and having little to no place in our parenting, okay, except for in our parenting. You know, it has little to no place in our serious adult lives except in our parenting. And then we kind of see that the time we spend playing with our children is for their benefit rather than ours, you know. Oh, I'm playing with them because it's good for them. And we overlook how might it actually be really good for us to do this. And of course, the level of seriousness and responsibility increases as we grow up. Of You know, our adult lives, we can't just always be there play and playing and doing nothing else. I get that. Um, but also what that means is not that we stop playing, but that we should just tweak and grow our opportunities for playfulness up in line with the level of seriousness and responsibility in our lives. Because without play, we're not thriving. We are not reaching our full potential and we are not living our best lives as adults. We're just not because play is a core principle of so much in our lives. It is the essence of creativity, the arts, be that poetry, music, dance, song. It's the core principle of expression. It allows, it indeed demands that we test and redefine boundaries and embrace the learning to be found in our failures so that we can consider changing how we do things. Going back to that piece I said at the beginning about, I wonder if I did it this way. I wonder if I did it another way that we're able to see that didn't work, but could I change it and affect a different outcome? So it allows us to become more adaptable, more flexible in our thinking and understanding of ourselves, of others and the world around us. And isn't this something that we all need so much more of in our lives right now? Like the, the typical order of the world has changed and we are being called upon to be flexible and adaptable, to question the rules, to question the boundaries, to, to redefine all of those. And I think that's fantastic. If this pandemic has taught us anything or is to leave us with any kind of positive out of the negative, let it be the reframing of play in all our lives. If we can come out of this year-long pandemic period with a more playful state of mind, then we've all benefited at least in some way from this time. Because what are we doing with our banana breads, our sourdough starters, our cross-stitch patterns, our painting, whatever it might be, if not playing? We are wired to play, if only we can give ourselves permission to do so. In a recent post on my Instagram account, at Joanna Fortune, I spoke about feeling fine. The idea of, you know, how do you feel? I'm fine. And that idea of what are we saying or moreover not saying when we say we feel fine. I spoke about what it meant to me, but I also mentioned the value of taking 15-minute parenting for us as adults and exploring how we can create a 15 minute window each day to be playful in our lives 
for ourselves. It's something, I'll be honest, that I work on for myself and challenge myself to do each day. For example, in the month of February, it was I did 15 minutes of skipping each day as part of a skipping into spring concept that a friend of mine and Pilates teacher Linda Monaghan was doing. I loved skipping as a child. I remember participating in skipathons and things like that in school. And what this taught me was I still love skipping. I'll be honest with you, initially the skipping didn't love me. I could barely walk for the first few days, but I got back into it and it just brought me great joy and pleasure. Um, I bought some small, cheap art canvases and I challenged myself to spend 15 minutes a day just moving paint around the canvas rather than focusing on painting anything in particular. I'm certainly no gifted artist, but I do find that incredibly relaxing and playful. A good friend of mine, Helena Deline from Giddy Studios, she does this amazing um, mindful pottery painting online workshops as well. You know, you can sign up to and you get a, a paint pack and she guides you in doing it online. And I love doing stuff like that. Uh, she also introduced me to the idea of the mindful cup of tea a day of just getting your cup of tea or coffee and really focusing on it, holding it in your hand, feeling the heat of the mug, choosing a mug that you really love and savoring that time of the hot cup of tea, just giving yourself that moment, that opportunity to come out of your busy, responsible adult brain and anchor yourself down into the moment. So anything like that is so great. And I'm really grateful for the people around me who give me these ideas as well around here. I also, um, in this most recent lockdown period, made a series of Spotify mood music lists, as I'm calling them. And then depending on, on how I'm feeling, on where I'm at, where I want to be, I have a particular type of music list and I play it, I listen, I might sway, I might move and build up to just dancing like no one's watching because you know what, they aren't. And even if they are, all I'm doing, it's at home in my own little COVID bubble, I'm inspiring the people around me to throw caution to the wind and get silly. That is all playful. It is about bringing play and playfulness into your life. So what do you do? And moreover, what can you do? What small changes could you start making immediately that will have a big difference on the role of play in your life? Bringing it back to the other piece about, you know, playing as adults and in our adult relationships, you know, playing with your romantic partner, your friends, your co-workers, your pets, your children, whatever it might be. It's, it's a sure and very fun way to fuel your own imagination, creativity, problem-solving abilities, and really strengthen your emotional well-being. When it comes to bringing more playfulness into your own adult life and relationships, you need look no further than the children in your life, be they your own children or nieces and nephews or children of friends. Children will make play out of anything in front of them, from sticks to cardboard boxes, from pebbles to dandelions or daisies, they will just make play with whatever they have at their fingertips. So be observant and be inspired by them. You'll quickly see that they're unabashed, uninhibited enthusiasm, and then take inspiration from that and approach playfulness in your own relationship with the same positive and open outlook that they have. And just even take a, their lead on daisies and sit and make a daisy chain. When is the last time you ever got to make daisy jewelry? That could be quite a nice way to, to start getting playful again. 
Now, when I'm talking about bringing play and playfulness into your intimate partner relationships, if you feel that this doesn't describe where you are currently at in your relationship, but perhaps you once were and would like to try to get back to that place or even somewhere like it, be assured that you can learn this way of being. And it starts with giving some of the activities, um, some of this playfulness, just giving it a go. We can make a conscious choice, guys, to be more attentive, more responsive, more attuned partners and become more mindful of each other's needs and desires. That is always worth doing in our relationships. Breaking old habits is not simple. I don't want to make it sound like it is and it's not straightforward, but it is possible to be conscious to consciously rewire our ingrained neural pathways and develop new ways of being and relating with each other. And I would always think that that's worth doing. Sometimes it requires the help of, you know, a suitably qualified accredited professional, but also it can start with getting back to basics and getting back to play. So after listening to this, I want you to try and start bringing opportunities, 15 minutes of play into your life for yourself and just to take a chance on a couple of the things I'm going to go through now and see if you could even do one of these once a week and build up from there. Because if we can play with each other, we can play with our children, we can play with our friends, everyone else in our life, and we can teach everyone that playfulness is truly a state of mind. So, when it comes to rediscovering play as adults, now stay with me on this one. I appreciate it takes a leap of faith to do some of it without feeling entirely ridiculous. But then again, silly and ridiculous are the benefits and indeed bedrock of my model. So you don't have to use all of these. As I said, just try one. Maybe start by turning chores into games. You know, so think about it. You have to wash the dishes. You know, it's not all that exciting, right? But if one of you washes while the other dries, you can role play being movie characters or interviewer, interviewee or sports commentators. Think along the lines of Tom takes the bowl still dripping wet and passes it to Anne who wraps it in a tea towel before stacking it on the sideboard. Or so tell me, Tom, how did you prepare for this role of Cinderella? Had you done much housework previously? You're doing the dishes anyway. Why not give yourself the opportunity to have a laugh in the process? Or if that's a bit of a step too far and you're going, absolutely not, I'm cringing even listening to you, Joanna. Fear not, you could challenge each other to come up with one joke each day and see who can make the other laugh the hardest. So see who can out-joke or out-laugh each other. You could try a version of hide-and-seek to bring, you know, something more affectionate and nurturing into this, you know, by leaving your partner a surprise note, telling them one thing you love about them or a memory you thought of from your dating days that made you smile or leave them a chocolate or sweet by their pillow just for them to find. Anything like that is lovely, it's playful, it's thoughtful, it's considerate. If you're driving or traveling on a train or a bus together, instead of you know tuning each other out and tuning into your smartphones, play a game of I went on a picnic and I brought whatever it is. If you're not familiar with this, it's a game where each person adds one item to the list of things brought and when it's your turn, you have to recite the entire list before adding a new item to the end of it. But playing a serve and return over and back game like that allows you to stay connected in a really playful way on an otherwise boring journey when you would just zone out and scroll social media or something. Use the time in a more playful way. You could even choose a favorite passage from a book that you love or your favorite children's book from your own childhood or some poetry you like and read it to each other. Perhaps sharing what you love so much about this particular piece or this particular narrative, what it makes you think of, the joy and pleasure it brought you. 
you know, and I think that this is something really important. And I think as well, you know, I, uh, in a recent episode, I spoke about the importance of touch. And this is another way of bringing that meaningful you know, nurture-based connection back into our lives. And this is touch without intimate agenda because touch has a healing and soothing effect on us by lowering blood pressure, reducing anxiety. And so it can be really helpful in busy households and relationships where you can feel like ships passing in the night. Try a hug. Challenge yourself for that hug to be at least five seconds and building up to 15 seconds long. You know, playfully grabbing each other, tickling in a playful and gentle way, things like that are really, really effective ways to be playful. Playing a little game of tag around the kitchen, you know, just having fun, finding opportunities to laugh and embrace them. But either way, I hope you get out of this some ideas to just take a chance on bringing play into your adult lives. And I'd love to hear how you get on with it. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-minute parenting.